Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Um, This episode I entitled, You Already Have It. And so I want to talk today about the wonderful inheritance that we have been given in Christ and the reality that a lot of things that people are praying for, they're, they're, they're begging God for, they actually already have on the inside of them. And so many times we're looking out on the outside for something that God has already given us in Christ. And, you know, I love something that, um, Brian Simmons said at our church at Victory this past weekend, he said, you're not in trouble. You're not in need. You're not in lack. You're in Christ. And when you begin to view yourself as in Christ, you realize that you already have everything that you need to live an overcoming life. You already have everything that was purchased on the cross. The day that you're born again, Christ comes to live on the inside of you. And and there is an inheritance that we are given when we receive the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that when we were redeemed from the curse of the law, it's so that we could receive the blessing of Abraham, which is the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is, I talked about this on the last one, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm is already ours. It's by the Holy Spirit, we have received every blessing in the heavens. And so it's so important to understand this whole thing because a lot of times people can be begging God for something. They're crying out to God for something. And, and if they feel like they're not seeing it in their lives, they begin to get upset with God. Oh, well, why is God not doing this for me? Why is God not doing this in my life? And what you have to understand is that God is not randomly picking and choosing who he heals or who he delivers from this or who he blesses. It's not random. God has made all things available to us in Christ. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So it's really not up to God. It's up to you having an understanding and a revelation of what you already have and believing it enough to walk it out. And that's why I want to start by reading this uh scripture in Ephesians 1. Many know these these prayers that Paul prays for the church in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. He prays for the church and these let me just tell you, these are great prayers to pray. Paul knows what he's doing. There's a lot of things that people pray for that you don't even need to be praying for. But but the things that Paul has in here are so important to pray for. One of them, Ephesians 1 verse 19 in the Amplified Classic, it says, he's praying so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power that is in and for us who believe as was demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength when he, when he raised Christ from the dead. So Paul is praying that you would be able to understand that there is this insane amount of power that is not only on the inside of you, but it's also for you. So, and if God is for you, nothing and no one can ever successfully stand against you. So the problem is not, God, you need to heal me from this. God, you need to deliver me from this. The problem is we have to have a greater understanding of the unlimited, surpassing greatness of power that is in us and for us. If God is for me and the resurrection power of Christ is in me and for me, 
How can I be sick? How can I be defeated? How can I have anxiety? So you understand that when you have a revelation of the power that's already on the inside of you, that is what sets you free. So it's not so much up to God when you get free. It's up to really when we have that revelation. And you know, the Bible says, um, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search it out. So there's a searching and there's a studying that as believers, you have to get in the word of God and you have to know what belongs to you in Christ. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we go on here. Um, but I wanted to talk about to a scripture in, in Exodus. Um, and so God actually rebukes Moses um, in Exodus 14. Uh, in verse 13, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall again see no more. For the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. So Moses is giving this really touching speech, this very spiritual speech. Sounds great, sounds spiritual. And what does the Lord say in the next verse? The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So God actually rebukes Moses for praying about this. So it's important to understand that there's things that you pray about, and I'm not, I'm not saying this in any way against prayer. There's things that you pray about, but once God has given you authority and jurisdiction to do a thing, you stop praying to God about it, and you do what he told you to do. There, there's an action that you have to do. What did he tell Moses to do? He said. Lift up your rod. And so the rod, if you know, if you study the Bible, you understand the rod is a type of authority. He's saying, Moses, I've already given you authority to work this miracle. So go forward. <laughs> and so it's so important to understand this, um, that God has already given us authority. And so it's up to us to release our authority to, um, to, to see what God wills come to pass in our life. And so, again, I'm not saying that you can't pray for things. Um, like it says in, I'm thinking of the scripture too, in Philemon 1, just to clarify that, that I'm not saying you don't pray for things, but a lot of times, what's a great way to pray? A great way to pray is to just thank the Lord for what you already have. Because when you discover that you have authority, you have power, you have healing, you have eternal life, you have joy, you have peace, you realize you have all these things. How do you even pray? How do you pray? Well, in Philemon 1 verse 6 um, is a great way that you can pray. It says that your faith becomes effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So there's a prayer that we can pray where we, we all you're doing is thanking God and you're just simply acknowledging every good thing that is already on the inside of you because you're in Christ. So that type of prayer looks a lot like, thank you, Lord, that I have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord, that I have wisdom and I always know what to do. Thank you, Lord, that you're directing my path. Thank you, Lord, that you're parting the Red Sea for me. Thank you, Lord, that you're making a way where there is no way. Thank you, Lord, that you have already healed my body. Thank you, Lord. 
that you've given me peace that surpasses all understanding. So that's a great way to pray where you are not begging God for something that's already yours, but you're simply, the more you understand what you already have, your prayers shift from begging and crying to acknowledge, you're just thanking God and you're acknowledging every good thing that is in you. And why do you take the time to acknowledge it? Because that's what makes it effective. That's, that's another way of releasing your authority. When you begin to acknowledge it, when you begin to declare it out of your mouth, you're, you're, you're releasing that authority. How do you release authority? With your words, by speaking out loud. And so what you have to understand, especially with this story with Moses is so, so powerful um, because people want to put everything on God. And you have to be so careful, like I said in the beginning, to not get this mentality that God is just randomly doing things for people or not. The Bible says that God is no respecter of person. And you have to understand that God allows what you allow. God allows what you allow. The Bible says whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The Bible says that Jesus, when he rose from from the dead, he, he took back the authority from Satan. That's one of the things that Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection. He took back the authority that Adam had lost to Satan. So when he took back that authority, guess what? He didn't keep it for himself. He actually gave it to the church. He said, behold, I give unto you all authority and power. So Jesus handed the authority right back to you. And many times we're looking at God and God's looking at us. Just like this thing with Moses. Moses is crying out to God and God's like, why are you crying out to me? Move forward. Lift up your rod. Release your authority and and take what I have said belongs to you. And so you have to understand that, that yes, God, God is sovereign. But in his sovereignty, you have to understand that God has given us free will and he has delegated authority over to us. Not sovereign authority. I'm not saying like over the universe, but I'm saying that God has given us authority and he's given us dominion. And so you have to understand that God is not the one sitting in heaven determining whether you're in a dry season or whether you're just in a season of suffering or you're in a season of waiting. God God is not, you determine, especially when it comes with the dry season stuff. The, the Bible says, you stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you, the inner fire. Fan into flame the fire of God that's on the inside of you. So it's not up to God. It's up to you whether or not you are going to walk in all that he's purchased for you or, or not. And what's the difference is really knowing and understanding what you have in Christ and knowing that you're not trying to get it, but you already have it. And when that reality hits you, I'm telling you, it will change your life because a lot of people are waiting. And like I talked, okay, I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast about the spiritual root of a thing. Cause a lot of people are waiting to feel peaceful in order to believe that they have peace. A lot of people are waiting to see a natural manifestation. They're waiting to feel healed until they believe that they're healed. But like I talked about in the last episode, spiritual things, it starts in the spirit and it takes time to manifest in the natural. So you have to get it started in the spirit by how? Believing. If you will only believe, it's all, it all goes back to, do you believe that you have peace? 
And if you truly believe that, whether you feel it right now or not, when you believe it, your faith, when your faith is going to take your faith is like, it's, that's what causes you to release your authority so that you can take what you believe belongs to you. Because you have to understand you're not, you're not going to use your authority to take something that you're not sure belongs to you. And I want you to think about a police officer is a great symbol of authority. They have all kinds of authority, but if they're not sure what the law of the land is, they're not going to do a very good job enforcing their authority because they're not really sure what the heck they're supposed to be doing or what the heck they're, they're is under their jurisdiction. What are they allowed to do? I'm not sure. You know, they don't know. If you don't know, then good luck exercising your authority. So it all goes back to knowing what belongs to you in Christ and you have to believe. And when you know it, you believe it. When you see it in God's word that by his stripes, you were healed and you begin to believe that regardless of how you feel, then that will begin to manifest in the natural, but it starts in the spirit. It starts by believing. And, you know, speaking of Isaiah 53, that first verse, it says, to whom has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. So it's your believing that makes the arm of the Lord or the power of the Lord be made manifest. The power of God is not in its full manifestation until you believe it. And that's why Paul prayed that you would understand because if you understand and you believe the amount of power that is in you and for you, it's going to cause you to walk in that authority and to take what belongs to you and, and to walk it out. And so I want to read another scripture to you also. Um, Mark 9.23, this is a similar example to what I read about Moses in Exodus. Um, it's the story of the man, his son um, was having like seizures and convulsion, convulsions and he came to Jesus and he wanted Jesus to heal him. Um, and he says in verse 22, my, Mark 9, 22, um, he says to Jesus, but if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. And Jesus replied to him, if, if you can do anything, why all things are possible to him who believes. So understand this man, when he came to Jesus, he put it on Jesus. He said, if you can do anything, and Jesus said, if I can do anything, the question is not if I can do anything or if I have done anything. The question is, do you, if you will just believe. So he puts it back in this guy's court, if you understand what I'm saying. He puts the ball back in his court. He said, the question is not if I'm able or if I'm willing or if I'm going to do it. And now that he's already gone to the cross, he already has done it, past tense. The question is not, has Jesus done it for you? The question is, do you believe it? And, and have you released your authority to take a hold of what Christ has purchased for you? And so, um, you know, another big thing that comes with this too, as I'm thinking about it, um, speaking of the ball being in your court, I was actually talking to my life group about this last night a little bit. Um, you know, the Bible says that God has declared us blessed. He's given us everything. Like I'd said in the beginning, um, but many people curse what God has blessed. God has blessed you. He's declared all these things about you. Whatever you can say about Jesus, that's what God has said about you. And so 
you have to understand that the way that you speak about yourself, it's so important. You should not speak of yourself in, in the sense of lacking or needing something. And, and really that's the, what it goes back to with this, this whole topic of understanding that you already have it. And how do you know when that revelation hits you is when the way that you talk about yourself and your life begins to change. You stop saying things like, oh, I'm just so dumb. I never know what to do. And you begin to say, I have the mind of Christ. I have wisdom. He's ordering my steps. You have, you have, you become so uh, less self-conscious and more God conscious when you are just so aware of who is living on the inside of you. It changes everything about your perspective. You're no longer trying to get something. You realize that you already have it on the inside of you and it changes the way that you speak. And that, and what I'm saying is you're, like I said, your words are really your, your authority. And so the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So God is saying one thing about you, everything in his word. That is what God is saying about you. And when you speak contrary to that, then you're not allowing those truths and those real those, those spiritual truths to be, become realities in your life. But when you line up your mouth with what God is saying in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So when you line up your mouth with God's mouth, those truths and those spiritual realities begin to manifest in your life. They become established. So how do you establish your freedom? How do you establish your peace of mind? How do you establish your prosperity, your, your, um, your joy? You begin to line up your mouth with what God has said. You don't wait to feel it. You don't wait to see it. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So you, you have to begin to agree with what God says about you. And so many people, so many Christians, the things they say out of their mouth, is not good. And all of us, like we're all a work in progress when it comes to this, but the more you fill yourself with the word of God and the more you become God conscious and Christ in me conscious, it's going to change the way you speak. And instead of crying and begging God for things, you're going to begin to release your authority and you're going to begin to have a greater understanding that you already have it. And so I want to just finish just by praying for every listener. I'm going to close out on prayer in prayer on this podcast. Um, so Lord, I just thank you for every person that is tuned into this podcast. Father, I pray like Paul prayed, Lord, that they would be able to understand and comprehend the surpassing greatness of God's power that is in them and for them. And Lord, that that, that awareness, that understanding, Lord, but that it would bring a new dimension of freedom into their lives, Lord, that they would begin to release their authority and walk in all that you have purchased for them in Jesus' mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.